So, are you guys ready for the second last week of our What's Next series? Okay, so next week we're going to be bringing this puppy to a close, and it's going to be amazing. So t- today I want to um, speak on purpose. And just before I get into that, I want us as a church, View Church Monitor, we want to, I want us to read through our vision statements. Here we go. Everyone together now. We are here too. Come on, you guys can give yourself a round of applause. Good job. That is our vision statement here at View Church. And um, yeah, I think it's a great, great vision statement. And so I'm bringing this storm on Discover Your Purpose, probably one of my favorite ones, um, because I really believe it's such a significant um, part on our journey. So if you're joining us for the very first time, or you're visiting with us today, or maybe you've, you know, been doing this church Christian thing for years, um, I want to remind you and let you know today that you have a God-given purpose. You have a God-given purpose. You are not on this earth for fun. You are on this earth for a purpose. And so we read in God's word, which is alive. It's, it's, um, it's God breathed. It's inspired by God. And God tells us on many occasions how there's a plan for us. There's a purpose. We are, um, called to do something so much greater than ourselves. And so just to remind you a great scripture in Ephesians 2.10, it says, for you are God's masterpiece. You have been created anew in Christ Jesus to do the good things that he has planned for you long ago. You are made on purpose for a purpose. Believe that this morning. There's a quote by Mark Twain. It goes that there are the two most important days in your life. The day you were born and the day you find out why. You see, so often... It's not the point or, or the fact that, you know, we, we have a purpose that is normally the problem. Because most of us will know that, you know, we're on earth. There must be a reason why I'm here. You know, there must be a, some sort of reason why I'm living a life, you know. And, but, but that's often not the problem. That's often not the case. Often the problem is us actually stepping into that purpose. Us actually overcoming things or um, going through barriers or limitations or stumbling blocks that are in our way for us actually to step into what God has called us to do. That's often the problem. And so with that, I want us to actually look at Moses. Who knows Moses? I've been here. Moses is a great guy. Prince of Egypt, anyone? Come on, Prince of Egypt. There can be miracles when you believe, when you believe. Come on, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, they nailed that song. They smashed that song. Best theme song ever written for a movie. Come on, somebody. Really is a great movie. So we, Moses, he's leading millions out of Egypt. He's getting to a Red Sea There's no way around this Red Sea. Oh my word, what's going to happen? He puts a staff in the sea and all of a sudden the waters just part. And if you know, if if you watch Prince of Egypt, they like walk on this dry land and it's like this, this mirror of like whales, like, you know, like, like you can see underneath the sea and how they just walking on this dry land. Like Moses lived and did significant things. Moses lived a purpose that God had destined for him. And we see all these significant things. We see this purpose. 
We see this plan that, um, that God had for him. But what we don't see is what Moses had to overcome to get to that life of significance. He had to face things. He had to journey through things. And I want to use the word journey purely because I don't like using a word overcome because sometimes if we say, you know, I've, I've overcome this thing, normally it's like I'm never going to battle with that ever again. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes we don't just overcome something. Like it takes two hours and boom, like it's done. We've got to journey through things. And so what I see about um, Moses, I'm just going to set the scene here. He's wandering in the wilderness. This is in Exodus 3 and Exodus 4. He's wandering in the wilderness and randomly comes along a tree and it's burning up in flames. Now, what made this tree significant was the fact that it was on fire, but it wasn't burning up. So Moses obviously stopped. God saw Moses stopped. So God called out to Moses. And this is what he said in verse 7. I've certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I'm aware of their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. God sees people. God hears people. God has a plan. The plan is you. God sees our communities. He sees what's, what's going on. And he wants to let people know, even this morning, he wants to let you know that he has heard your cry. That he sees you. That is the God that we serve. But what's so interesting about Moses and what makes Moses a normal human, just like all of us, is Moses actually ended up arguing with God. Anyone ever argued with God? Yeah, I'm like the first one to put up my hand. I argue with God all the time. He must get so annoyed with me. I just argue with him and argue and argue. And then finally he gets a word in and says, Kumatin, are you done now? So... Moses argued with God. We see in verse 11, but Moses protested to God. Uh, sorry, God, I ain't doing any of that stuff. Like that is not happening. Moses put up a fight with God. Moses objected. Moses expressed great disapproval to this plan that God had for him. We see that Moses was such a reluctant leader, that he had things that he needed to journey through. I mean, these were the responses that he gave God. Who am I? Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? What if they, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen? I have never fill in the blank. With Moses, he had a speech problem. He stuttered. It's like, God, I've never been good. Like, I have never been able to do this thing. You know what, God, why don't you just send someone else rather? Just send someone else. Moses always had an argument to come back to God. And every time he did, God kept on reminding him about who he was. Moses had to journey through insecurity. I think a lot of us, if we were to look at ourselves, there's a lot of insecurity. 
there's a lot of feeling of I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified enough. Haven't got all my ducks in a row. That's the first barrier that keeps us from stepping into something significant. But never did God ever say that he needs all our ducks in a row, that he needs us to be qualified, that he needs us to have our life together. All God wants is someone that's willing and available. That's all that God is wanting, someone that's willing and available. And I'm sure many of us, if you've been doing the Christian and the church thing for years, we've heard message preached upon message about how you have a purpose. Go and make a difference and do this and step into it. Like we, we all know this stuff. But I want to encourage you this morning to just remember, to remember the fact that God has something significant for you. But we need a journey through some stuff. We need to deal with some stuff before we can achieve something of significance. Every time Moses came back with an argument, God had to reassure him, but Moses, I'm with you. Moses, I'm going to present my power and people will be convinced that it's me. Moses, I'm going to send you resources. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be able to do this thing. God kept on reassuring Moses of who he was, that he didn't need to go in his own strength, but he needed to go in God's strength. God had the plan. God had the purpose. God had the life of significance. But Moses just had to step into it and knew that God was going before him. He had to journey through insecurity. Moses had to journey through fear. I'm sure many of us, if I were to ask you to put up your hands, I'm pretty sure 99.9% of us would put up our hands if I were to ask you who is scared of failure. So many of us have a fear of failure. You know, the ironic thing is, is that 40 years prior to this wilderness burning bush moment, Moses had this moment of courage in Egypt. He wanted to stand up for one of his Israelite slaves, he, and, and, and so he did. He stood up for them, he ended up killing the, you know, the, 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 the Egypt soldier and um, ended up fleeing into the wilderness because he thought the Israelite was, was threatening to like sell him out and Pharaoh was going to kill him and, and all this stuff. So Moses fled. You see, Moses had a moment of courage. Moses had the sense of conviction, the sense of purpose. So he did something. He tried something and he failed. So for 40 years in the wilderness, he was carrying this discouragement from his failure. Discouragement will be the first thing that will keep you from trying again. So when God appeared to Moses and said, Moses, I'm sending you, Moses is going, hell no. Like I, I did that 40 years ago. I ain't doing that again. I ain't failing again. But God had a plan. Failure is a good thing. I mean, how, how are we meant to know what's going to work, what's not going to work if we don't fail? Failure brings growth. Failure teaches us, unless you're willing to risk, you're not willing to grow. Failure grows us. Failure is a good thing. We need to be people that are actually going to learn how to fail forward. That we're going to fail? Okay, maybe let's not do that next time. Okay, let's get up and try this again. Okay, clearly that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to get up and try this again. Because every time God is going with you, every time God goes before you, because when God has a purpose, nothing can stop that. When God's got a plan for your life, nothing can take that away. He's got a plan. He's got something significant for you. But don't let that fear of failure cripple you because that's when we let the enemy win. But I've got this. Come on, we need to be on a mission that brings the kingdom of God forward. But that happens when we just let go of that fear of failure and we actually step into what God has called us to do. 
Don't let fear of failure keep you from what God has for you. So what's next? What's next for you this morning? How do you journey through insecurity? How do you journey through fear? How do you journey through these things? I really want to encourage you here this morning to go on a journey of discovery, to discover your purpose. And I really want to encourage you, if you've been with us for years or maybe you're visiting for the first time today, growth track is your track. Growth track is the starting point. Growth track is the step into something significant. Growth track is the open door. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Growth track is your track. It is your step. It is your thing to do, whether you've been with us for years or whether you're visiting with us for first time. But if you haven't done growth track, we as a church, we want to help you step into what God has called you to do. Because we don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. We want God's plan for your life. We want to see you grow. We want to see you thrive. We want to see you flourish. We want to see you live a life of fulfillment that God has planned for you. We want to see you live a life of significance. So we are providing these tools like Growth Track to help you take that step. So I want to encourage you. It's one hour starting next week, Sunday, every Sunday for three weeks. It's three hours of your entire life. Three hours, that doesn't even cut the cake of our entire life. Like, that's like nothing. Like, three hours. We can spend an hour watching our favorite series, the Game of Thrones finale. Anyone? No, don't admit to that in church. Like, my husband loves Game of Thrones, so I was forced to watch the finale. Don't judge me. Can pray for my salvation afterwards. Ah, I'm joking, I'm joking. But you know what, guys? We can watch our favorite series, our favorite movies, and they're so much longer than an hour sometimes. But that's never going to help us step into what God's got for us. We want to give you something that's going to help you step into what God has for you. So I want to encourage you, sign up for Growth Track. I mean, you cannot lose anything. If you hate it, that's okay. We'll still love you. But just give it a shot. There is nothing to lose. Go on a journey of discovery. And then can I encourage you, connect to the body. Connect to the body. Usain Bolt was running a four by 100 meter race and he was super close to that gold medal. In fact, he was about to win. The gold medal was in his sights and one muscle tore. This is that iconic picture. One muscle tore. He later tweeted um, what, what muscle that was, and it is the proximal myotendineous junction of the biceps femoris in my left hamstring. Great. We'll just go with hamstring. I'm like, that's, that's way too much medical terminology there for me. One muscle out of over 600 muscles tall. You would think that the other 599 muscles could have maybe grouped together and said, don't worry, little hamstring, we got you. We're going to finish this race. You just rest your pretty little self, and we will just clan together, and we're going to finish this race. One muscle tall, and he couldn't finish the race. You're sitting here this morning, Martine, why do you need me? You guys are doing good. You guys have got great volunteers, you know, great leaders. You guys are rocking. Why do we need you? 
Because you have something so significant. You have something so special, something so unique that only you have. That when you get connected to the body, you are vital. You are vital to the functioning of the body of Christ. Maybe you think, but Martin, I'm just going to go be a hamstring by myself. I'm just going to be a little hamstring popping around and, you know, doing my thing. But a hamstring can't function by itself. A hamstring needs to be connected to the other over 600 muscles in the body for, for, for it to actually perform at its ultimate function. It cannot be a hamstring by itself. That's why we need the body. God uses the body as an image to tell you that we can't do this by ourselves. We can't step into our purpose. We can't step into something significant if we're not connected to the body. One muscle tore. Very sad story of the Rwanda genocide. 800,000 to a million people killed in 100 days. A guy named Gary Haugen, he was the director of the International Justice Mission, special investigator for the United Nations after that time. And just to give you some perspective, at that time, the Rwanda nation was 80% Christian. So Gary Haugen, he was you know, surrounded by this death, this pain, pure evil, pure evil of what happened in that time. And people were crying out, like, where was God? Where was God in this time? Why would God let this happen? Where? Where, where is he? Where is this God? Where is this God? Where is God? Gary Haugen came to the realization that the question is not where was God. The question was, where were his people? Where were his people? At that time, you are vital. See, God looks around at our communities. He looks around at our schools, our varsities, your workplace. He looks around at your family, your friends, and, 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 and he's, he, he sees them. He hears people, and he has a plan. That plan is you. You are his plan. The church is his plan. It took one muscle that didn't work in one part of one team member's body, and the whole relay was spoiled. He couldn't finish his race. One muscle. Imagine Moses was standing at that burning tree and said, you know what, God? No. Not happening. I'm not going to go do that. Imagine the ripple effect that would have had the people that would have still been bound to slavery. Surely you would think, but Martin, like God is God. He could like, you know, organize someone else. Maybe he could have. I don't know. But at that moment, God was trying to get all his hamstrings together, like all his muscles together. But if one muscle decides not to go, everything falls apart. When you connect to the body, you are vital. In Romans 12, it says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Go on a journey of discovery. Connect to the body. And can, I, can I encourage you this morning to persevere in the process? That you cannot achieve anything of significance without perseverance. And I'm pretty sure most of you are hoping I would say, oh, Martine, it's just going to be romantic. It's 
I'm going to wake up every morning. There's going to be butterflies around my head. And, and the choirs are just going to sing this beautiful symphony. And I'm just going to be living out my purpose. It all sounds so magical. I love, I would love to tell you that that's what it's going to look like. But there are going to be days when you are going to want to give up. There are going to be days when you're going to feel discouraged. There are going to be days when you feel like you failed. But can I encourage to keep persevering with the process? Moses was in the wilderness for 40 years before he stepped into something significant. 40 years. Can I tell you that what you're calling wilderness, God is calling preparation. What you're calling mundane, God is calling growth. And what you are calling irritating and annoying, God is calling character. Can I encourage you this morning that God is all about the journey. God is all about the process. He's all about the character, the, the learning, the, the, the teaching moments. That was, that's what God is about. You see, passion, your passion for something, that can start the race. That can propel you into something significant. But it's that sense of purpose. It's that sense of conviction that will get you up every morning when the going gets tough. You say, I'm going to keep on persevering. I'm going to keep on going because I know that in Hebrews it says that there's a great cloud of witnesses that are cheering me on, that I need to strip off everything that's going to hinder me. And I need to run with endurance. I need to run this race that God has called me to run. And how do I do this? By keeping my eyes fixed on Jesus because he is my champion and he initiates my faith. That is how we do. We persevere in the process. I want to encourage you. What is keeping you from stepping into God's purpose for your life? Fear, insecurity, doubt, What is keeping you? I love that passage in Hebrews 12 where it says there's, you know, in the the message version, it says that they're great veterans. They're like blazing the way. You don't become a great veteran or a pioneer of faith by just sitting and waiting. You become a great veteran, a witness of faith, a great cloud. Like you become that kind of person when you persevere. You know what I love about that scripture is when I feel like I'm failing, when I feel like I'm doubting myself, when I'm doubting God, when I'm doubting calling, when I'm doubting purpose, I know that there are people like Moses, Jeremiah, Joshua, Paul, they're all standing in heaven going, come on, Martin, you can do this. Come on, keep on persevering. We know how it feels with insecurity. We know how it feels with fear. We know how it feels with doubt. We went through it. We've done it. We God, I got the t-shirt, but you know what, Martin, you can do this. He's telling you that this morning, that they are as a cloud of witnesses, pioneers, they're veterans, they're cheering you on to not give up in this process because God has a calling. God has a purpose for you. Strip down, start running and never quit. Why? Because he is faithful to finish the good work that he has started in you this morning. God has a purpose for your life. We don't want you to miss it. We don't want you to miss it. The worship team can come on up. So I'm going to ask you this morning, what is your next step? What is your next step? Maybe you're someone sitting here and you're feeling discouraged. Martine, I've tried. Oh, Martine, I've failed. But I've just got this passion burning inside of me. I just want to do something. I want to make a difference. I want to to live a life of significance. Oh, but Martine, I've tried. What is your next step? Can we, would you allow us as a church to come alongside you and be be your cheerleaders and equip you? 
empower you, speak life over you? Would you let us do that? Because then get into growth track. Because that's why we're here. We're not on the foreground or the, you know, you know, the front of the army because we think we're cool. We don't really mean anything, to be completely honest. Our job is to equip you guys. Our job as a church, our mission as a church, is to help you discover the calling and the purpose that God has placed in your life and to help you run with that with endurance. So why not sign up for Growth Track? Let us come alongside you. Get connected to the body. Do whatever you need to do. We're here. We're cheering you on. Because God has a purpose for your plan, for your life, and we don't want you to miss it. So what I want you to do, I'm not forcing you, but humor me, if you may. But pick up your connect card, which is maybe on, your, on the floor, under your bum, somewhere. Grab a pen. There's probably a pen on your chair as well. And what I want you to do with this connect card is there's a couple of boxes like growth track, serving, you know, life groups. There's a whole bunch of boxes there. If you haven't done growth track, can I encourage you right now to take growth track and just fill in your details at the top? We can, we will get hold of you this week for next week's Sunday. I'm not asking you to sign in blood. I'm asking you to take a next step. It's a journey. You've got to start somewhere. And I believe that, that God is firing that gun and saying, run. So when God fires that gun, are you just going to stay and like watch everyone else run their race? Or are you going to run? Because I'll run. I want to win. I'm like pretty competitive. <laughs> Come on, God's letting that gun go off this morning. It's up to you to run or stay where you are. So I'm going to give you a minute while the worship team just sings behind us. And I want you to really think about it. I don't want this moment to kind of pass you by. Even if you have to close your eyes and just say, God, like, what is my next step? Is it growth track? Is it serving? Maybe you've done growth track. Maybe you haven't served. I don't know. Why don't you just take a minute, just think about it. And fill out how you feel led. You stay the same. You are good in your way. take that connect card and there's a container on the right hand side um, of every row if you can just pass that container along and you can just pop your connect cards um, in that container if you're not ready to pop it in then just you know we can wait 30 seconds it's totally okay we just want to help you take your next step you stand with me this morning sometimes I feel that when we stand we you know we're a bit more open you know we we can believe things a bit better so I want to read you something that I found and I'm going to make sure that this goes on our social media pages today for you to screenshots or download the image put on your wallpaper put it on your desk at work or your 
visor in the car. I don't care where you put it. Just put it somewhere that it, it can remind you. It can be a declaration for you to believe that God has a plan and a purpose for your life and that He wants you to step into it and do something of significance. You are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works that He prepared in advance for you to do. Therefore, you are running your race with purpose in every step because eternity matters. You will run hard, giving Him your all today. No regrets, no excuses, holding nothing back. By His power, you will leave no words unsaid, no deeds undone, no hope unshared. Your faith moves mountains. Your prayers calm storms. Your words give life. Your hands bring healing. Your feet deliver the good news that Christ is risen and He is coming again. Because Christ is coming, you will not back down, sell out, or be pushed around. Because your life is too valuable, your calling too great, and your God too good to waste your life on things that don't last. You are empowered by God's Spirit, you're trained by His Word, and you're tried by fire. Because your life is not your own and earth is not your home, you will live for the glory of God and not for the applause of men. You are graced to run your race, to do His will on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, can we be a people? Can we be a people that when God is hearing cries and when God is seeing people, can we be a people that are going to put up our hands and say, God, I'm available, I'm willing, I'm going to go. And when I feel discouraged, I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to get connected to the body. I'm going to take my step because that gun is going off. You can choose. You can either run with endurance the race that God has planned for you, do something of significant step and purpose, or you can stand back and watch everyone else. But I want to encourage you that God has something for you. God has something for you. God has something for you. Just to bring this to a close. I love what I do. Man, there are days I get up and I really, I really need to do this. But every morning I wake up and and I feel discouraged. And I feel like I've failed. I just keep on persevering. Because I'm connected to an amazing body. And the body cheers me on. I get to be my special function in the body. I've found more purpose in church than I ever could in the world. And I want to encourage you this morning. My final scripture, and I really hope this speaks to you. Acts 20, 24. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. That is our purpose. What are you going to do today?